Welcome, it's the Patriot Radio News Hour, live on this Tuesday, June the 6th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. For over 20 years, we've been right here. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, something that's been money for over 5,000 years. That is what we do. The website at allamericangold.com. You get all the news, all the articles, all the videos, all the social media you could possibly shake a stick at. And I've got a great guest. Dr. T is back with us. He was here a a few weeks ago. Now he's back. He had to pick up some product. And I said, hey, come back on the air. Dr. T, good morning. Welcome. Good morning to you. Let's make sense out of a world gone bonkers today. (laughs) It's gone crazy. You know what? Another terrorist attack today. This time it was a hammer attack in in France at the Notre Dame Cathedral. A little advisory. Don't bring a hammer to a gunfight. I believe the terrorist has been shot. Uh, But again, you know what? I was talking. We were talking uh, right before we're getting on the air. And one of the I guess probably the first of many leakers has been, I guess, caught today or arrested today by the FBI, a young lady that worked for uh, Homeland Security, and a big, I guess she was a big, big Bernie Sanders fan, and, you know, feels very justified in her belief. This is what I believe, and therefore it's okay that I break the law. And it's just like these terrorists. Listen, this is what they believe. This has become their moral conviction. And this is really, when you think about it, part of what's tearing the whole country, not just the whole country, it's tearing the whole world apart. All of these people with these different ideologies and convictions and, and just no room, no room whatsoever for anybody who has a different viewpoint. Well, that's what creates flashpoints. And you want to talk about things happening in the world. Just think of all of the flashpoints that we have of things to go wrong one way or the other. Uh, instead of going right, the flashpoints seem to disseminate people as opposed to bringing people together. And, you know, it's a them and us attitude and idea that's going on in the world today. Instead of we the people, instead of us, it's them and us. And so whatever side you're on is us, and whatever side they're on is them. And consequently, we end up with flashpoints and, and disagreements that uh, bring about these crazy things that are going on in the world today. Man has to have hope. And, you know, the, the whole thing is governed by fear, worry, and anxiety. Yes. Yeah, that's a great point. You think about it now, today... Everybody worries about right now, right? Right, And, and nobody's looking ahead. You know, you, there's only 43 days left of Congress being together before the end of the fiscal year. The end of the fiscal year is the last day of September. There's only 43 days left. We haven't. We haven't done anything with the debt ceiling, right? There, that you don't even have 43 days left of that. That we run out of money in August. Nothing's been done about health care. There's nothing about next year's budget. Forget, forget about this year's budget. Tax reform. None of, nothing's happened. Exactly. And so what are the people to do out there? 
so when we talk about fear, worry, and anxiety, we talk about fear is always of the future, you know, and worry is always over the past. And when somebody's anxious, they're they're probably not knowing whether they're supposed to be fearful or worried. <laughs> so they exist today. And some common sense ideas on how do we get rid of fear, worry, and anxiety. Preparation. Preparation. If you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. And consequently, we in America have become so dependent upon all the external things that we've failed to recognize that we are still responsible in the end of the whole system. And you bring up the greatest point, and we talk about preparation all the time, and you think about all the numbers of dependency upon the federal government. Things that we used to be responsible for, somehow now the majority of Americans believe that they should be entitled to have. And and so we live in, really, we live in, in globally. We live in this, this, this era where people no longer want to per- have to prepare for themselves. They want, they want a handout. Right. I shouldn't have, listen, I'm just trying to get by. If things go bad, you should just help me out. Right? I, I don't have a job. You should just give me everything. Right? Or, or I, don't, I have a job, but I don't make enough, so I need to be given everything. And this is really, it's happening everywhere. And, and just today, you know, we, we, we haven't talked, you know, the thing with Qatar, right? By the way, the, our naval base in the Middle East is in Qatar. For those of you that don't know, uh, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, they all cut off ties with Qatar because they paid a ransom to whether it was ISIS, Al-Qaeda, or the Iranian-backed regime uh, of a billion dollars. I mean, that's a pretty big ransom. You know, people are concerned about uh, North Korea right now with all of the rhetoric that's going on. But I believe that the greater threat that we have right now is Iran. And it's kind of behind the scenes of what's going on. And look at Turkey. Germany just had to move their air force out of the out big of the base. base there. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be next? Yeah, right. The United and, States. And, and it's all playing out. And you think about so you know you got the foreign stuff. Then you got terrorist attacks. You talk about these flashpoints, uh, and then and then all the things that that you think about here at home with the debts and the budgets and who's going to pay for this and who's going to pay for that. Let's solve this problem. Be prepared and you won't have that problem. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J and Dr. T, our toll free number 800 951 And we talk about preparedness, right? And the preparation. And we, we, you know, we talk about health insurance and life insurance and car insurance and mortgage insurance and renter's insurance, right? That's that's being prepared. What they don't want you to do is have your wealth insurance, right? And that's where we come in, right? That is being prepared. You take some of that hard-earned money and you take it out of the debt market. Because when you put your money into the bank, and this is one of the things that I, and I know I've educated thousands and thousands of people about this. 
When your money gets deposited in the bank, it's no longer yours. You are an unsecured creditor to your own money. And, you know, we... We don't know what's going to happen. North Korea, the Middle East, and all these things, right? We, I don't know, right? Uh, a uh, solar flare or the great big earthquake or, or global thermal nuclear war, right? Those are hard to prepare for. But when it comes to your financial well-being, this is the thing that, that I, I try to do and what this show is all about, educating you as to why you need to do it. And one of the things that I've told you that has been very quietly happening, not in your face, I don't care, you can watch Fox News every day of the week, okay? You can listen to, I don't even know who's left there now, I guess Sean Hannity maybe, I mean O'Reilly's gone, but you can listen 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can watch Jim Cramer and Booyah all day long, okay? You can go the other way, right? You can want, you want to listen to Anderson Cooper, great, knock your socks off, you're not going to learn about it because they don't talk about it. But what they have done very, very quietly, while they quote-unquote fixed it, here's how they fixed it, right? Too big to fail is still here. That fixes it for yourself. Right. (laughs) They fixed it with a nice word called bail-in instead of bail-out. See, what bail-in really means is let's stick it to the unsecured creditors of the bank. Of which there's $1.3 trillion in the United States. Yeah, just a few, just a couple. Think of that. Just think of for one moment that what we have in student loan debt and the ability to pay back student loan debt, uh, it was a smart thing when they got when they took that and gave it to the government and took it away from the banks, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the banks don't have to listen, worry about this. Listen, the now. banks don't have to worry about it because here's what the banks do. Well, this student loan thing stinks. Well, they don't pay it back. Right. So, I mean, and, and, and they they disguised it, right, as this great thing. Hey, we're going to take it over, and your payment's going to go down. A trillion dollars. Right, your payment's going to go down. Payment didn't go down. They've gone up. Why? Because the cost of college is through the roof. Of course, this is near and dear to my heart. My, my son is going to be a senior in high school this year, and I'm telling you, I don't know how people do it. I I don't. There is no way. I'm, I'm just. There's no way I could afford to send my son to the schools that are recruiting him to play football. Not a chance. But when we talk about being prepared, so well, we weren't paying attention. They didn't get rid of, rid of too big to fail. They just made better laws to make sure the depositors pay for it. Then, well, they thought, you know, they, they tricked the average person who only listens to Fox or only listens to CNN or only listens to the nightly news that they fixed it. Right. Right? They didn't tell them how they fixed it. They said, no, don't take our word for it. We fixed it. Right. Think about car loans. 7.6% of the car loans are now in default, and it's over a tr- over a trillion, yep, over a trillion dollars. Listen, it, it, the fact is, you know how much of it is it's so understated. The amount, there are cars piled up everywhere again, right? But that's it's coming, right? All the signs are right. Nobody can see the bubble. Well, well, guess what? Take a good look around because this is what it looks like. Take a look at Bitcoin this morning. Yeah, twenty nine hundred bucks. 
What is it? Nobody knows. How do you use it? I don't know. But it's worth twenty nine hundred dollars. Exactly. Right. You know, what concerns me a little bit is who's behind this Bitcoin thing. When you talk about cryptocurrencies, uh, who who's really going to win in this situation? The people that don't want money out there, the people that want everything done by digital things so that everything can be tracked. No. They, they, they want. That's exactly it, right? Oh. So I, I have a concern who's really behind Who's really behind it and why all why is it so valuable? Right? Exactly. Nobody uses it, but why you know but you get it it's because they wanna give validity to going the digital way. And right. that that's gonna be another one. Well, okay. I know we said we, we fixed too big to fail, but we, we didn't and you're gonna pay for it. And I know that we said that we, we, we fixed all of the GDP and the jobs are back. And, of course, that was a big lie, and you're going to pay for it. But now we'll bring this, this along. This time, this will save you. You know, you, when you stop and think about the amount of debt, and we're, we're in, the, in the world per capita, we're, we're second next to Japan right. in debt. Yeah. When, when you're in debt, where, where is the money? Where, where is the money? Who's holding what should be yours? If you don't earn it back, you have to earn that back by paying debt off in order to have the substance that somebody else is now holding. Think so is it. it real? Right. Is it real? <laughs> or is it not real? And you think about all the derivatives that are behind it. And, you know, we, we talk about headline debt, right? $1.5 trillion in student loans. $1.2 trillion in autos, $1 trillion in credit card, $11 trillion in mortgage debt. We never talk about the derivatives, $500 trillion that stands behind that part. $1.4 trillion in derivatives. <laughs> you know, yeah. just, just a mess of epic proportions. But we may get our first taste of it. Well, it really shouldn't be our first, probably our third taste of what a bail-in looks like. We saw what happened in Cyprus. Let's not forget. Right? Hey, uh, we're 40% sound about right. That, that fair? Well, well, you know, you got you got a thousand, and what, I don't know what the currency was there, but you got a thousand dollars there. How about you get 600? We'll take 400. We'll call it even. Right? And then, of course, Greece. Right? And, and Greece is still you know, strangling upon itself, right? And every every three to six months, it, uh, it fires up again. Oh, Greece is going to get, going to default again. And, and everybody's got to report every single thing that they own. Didn't they just sell their water supply, their private well, water and, supply? Well, and they got to sell. Well, that's what happens, right? Yep. Start selling stuff. And, and now... Spain and that in in and I know it. I, I watched it. I haven't seen it really in the mainstream news. Spain's imploding. All the banks are rolling over in Spain. Huge downgrades issued uh, all, all across the board. There, kind of like what we saw happen with Illinois. And now they're saying their sixth largest bank is essentially they need to be taken over. If someone does not buy them out uh, in the next few weeks, uh, they're going to test the EU bail-in system, and, and the bank there, Banco Popular, and I, you know, so let's just call it the Popular Bank. It is the largest small business lender in the country. Right. Okay? It's not a 
systemically important bank as far as it's not one of the big banks of Spain. It doesn't, it's not going to hurt uh, the, the big institutions. Only if that little guy who's baking the bread is no longer in business. You know, they, they got problems. And here's some, here's some names that are holding a lot of that bank's debt. You may have heard of this company. PIMCO, right? The largest bond insurer in the United States. The, they're, they're one of the world's largest asset managers. You know, they just own, you know, a little bit. You know, just, a, you know, what's $300 million and, and extrapolate the derivatives behind that. Uh, they they own three hundred million of the bonds as of March, and they're saying that if 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 popular goes under, again the people that are going to be most directly in, uh, affected is going to be the small little guys in Spain. Exactly right, the small little guys. We're just going to wipe you out. We're going to do a little reset here because the big banks. And you know these Spanish banks, they hold that debt, too. They're going to get paid with bail-in money. From where does that come from? That's right, from those small business owners out there. And, and so all of these things, they're still out there. And you think about, look at here again, bankruptcy filings came out today for the United States today. Up across the board again. right? They're trying to tell us the unemployment rate's 4.3%. Everybody's got a job. Matter of fact... Job openings came out today. A new record. You know, they've only been tracking job openings since uh, 2000. And according to the government, Joltz does the, the, the report. It's actually not the, the government. Joltz does it. Six million jobs are posted out there. Actual hiring was down 5%. So everybody's posting what? Well, you know what? If you can... If you're qualified to fix our business and you're willing to come to work for us for less money than you're working now, we've got that job posted, right? We've got that job posted. But if you're not, then, well, we don't want you, right? It's really, they're really not real jobs. And most of them really, when you look at what type of job they are, they're part-time jobs. They're contract jobs. So when we really talk about the tax base and we talk about people being able to earn a living and we talk about what they're planning tax cuts uh how are these things even possible at the present time when we when we're looking at it I, they're having a hard time with trying to make a decision about when people have less work somebody has to print more money and when you print more money Somewhere that money has to go, and eventually that money has to come back. So when it comes back and it's been multiplied five times, we normally call that inflation. Normally. But now there is no inflation. So you look at bankruptcy filings up 5% year over year, according to the American Bankruptcy Institute. Bankruptcy filings are up 40%. From May of 2015. So you think about what? A year. So you go from May uh, 2015 to May of 2016. Bankruptcies are up 40%. Now that would tell you normally. So, you know, just go back before they manipulated everything. 
If you saw a number like that, you'd be like, oh, that, there's probably a recession going on, right? There's Unemployment must be rising to have bankruptcies shooting up at that type of rate. Yet, when you, when you look at the manipulated data, it says the exact opposite. They both can't be true. No, they can't both be true. Probably not a good time to own a strip mall. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'd rather own a strip mall than a real mall. Right? Right? Because real mall, you got no chance. Right. At least somebody, at least somebody's selling some milk and ice. Right. A, a strip mall. You know, you can get a fitness guy, a yoga guy. A, you know, you get somebody in there. But they say commercial bankruptcies uh, and consumer bankruptcies are all rising here in the United States, up 40%. Matter of fact, even, remember the oil bust? That was in 2014. That wasn't that long ago. Bankruptcy filings are higher now than then. And remember, we remember we were doing the, the oil companies. It was too many to list. You couldn't even list them all. And, of course, now we know we know about the big retailers going bankrupt, but this is going all the way down to those car loans. It's going down to the credit card loans. It's going to the, down to the student loan level. And all across the board, every single sector, large company, small company, individuals, all rising. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't get prepared. That wouldn't make any sense. We'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. There are at least a hundred reasons to like what President Trump had already achieved in his first hundred days in office. For someone who is new to the swamp in D.C., Trump accomplished far more than his counterparts did on Capitol Hill. For starters, Trump issued 37 sensational executive orders, memoranda, and other directives. His order requiring federal agencies to eliminate two regulations for every one new one is a brilliant restriction on the massive regulatory state. His memorandum requiring a 30-day review of military readiness is splendid. So is his memorandum instructing the Secretary of Defense to develop a plan within 30 days in order to defeat ISIS. Liberals have sued to block several of President Trump's finest initiatives, such as his executive orders limiting visas from Muslim-majority countries associated with terrorism. Judicial supremacy has delayed several of these executive orders from going into effect, but the vast majority of Trump's actions have already benefited our country. Trump rescinded the ridiculous action by the Obama administration to open up girls' restrooms and locker rooms in public schools to any and every boy who decides that he wants to be a girl. Trump also reinstated the Mexico City policy to stop spending federal taxpayer dollars to fund groups that advocate and refer for abortion in other countries. Then there are President Trump's 35 awesome nominations and appointments within the executive branch. These include Trump's cabinet, which is probably the most conservative cabinet in American history. Finally, for the 100th reason to celebrate Trump's first 100 days, Trump's use of Twitter as a president to go over the heads of the media and directly to the American people has taken power away from the media, much as Reagan successfully did a generation ago with television. Jimmy Stewart's favorite movie role was that of George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life, when the depressed man was given a glimpse of how terrible life would have been for others without him. 
Likewise, our nation could have been in even greater, deeper trouble without President Donald Trump and his first 100 days. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Gold's up $13, $1,292 and change. We'll round it up, call it $1,293. Silver is up again, uh, $17.68. Today, you want to get prepared. U.S. $20 liberties or cents. I'll let you pick. Liberties or Saints, thirteen ninety five today at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. By the way, if you want to know what the next target points for gold, so now gold back to the high for the year. Psychological level thirteen hundred. That's actually not a real uh, technical level uh, for for gold, but it is a psychological level thirteen hundred, uh, and then. Uh, the I guess the pivot point for gold thirteen oh four to thirteen fifteen. Uh, if it breaks thirteen fifteen, it's going to go right to about thirteen forty, and then after thirteen forty, uh, then you got psychological levels thirteen fifty, obviously fourteen hundred. Uh, but that is the the trend line of twelve eighty one was a pretty important trend line. Gold broke through that today. Uh, Macy's. We've been talking about the retail card. It's not going to stop. And and listen, I'm telling you right now, and I, I did this show uh, about a week ago, and I meant every word I said. Okay, Right now, right this second, every mall you know of, half of them have to close, period. That's just how the economy is today. Every, shopping has changed. Macy's came out and issued another profit warning uh, in a a letter to investors. No forecast given by Macy's as to how bad it is. No forecast by them either as to how many more stores uh, they're going to need to close. But don't be fooled here. There there is, again, it's just kind of, you know what, I go back, and I remember because I was doing the shows with Eric when the housing bubble popped. And every night, and, and we were the poster child in Arizona. Now it's going to be Colorado. Colorado, uh, San Francisco, some of you guys are going to take this spot. Seattle. Seattle, right, all of those places. But you go to bed. You wake up in the morning, your house worth another grand. Right? Hey, you go to bed 30 times, that's 30 grand. Right? And, 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 and of course, you know, for those of us that live here, there's desert everywhere here. And we don't, you know, I don't know how, but somehow we don't have big water issues here. Uh, that's Nevada and, and California have the water problems. Apparently somebody way back in the day did a really good job negotiating. But there's desert everywhere. And and no one could see it. Now, I remember it was August of 2006. 
and the market had already rolled here. And I was in it. You know, I lived up at Anthem, and I told you we did. You know, we did what everybody did. We have bought our first house in 2000. My wife and I, our youngest son, was just turning one. He was not quite, almost walking. Right? It was a hundred and thirty thousand dollars for a sixteen hundred square foot, three bedroom, two bath. Yeah, pretty much no upgrade. Right, the front yard got done. Of course, the front yard was the size of my my studio, and it was a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Ben Bernanke was coming out on TV telling everybody, "Oh, it's just a subprime crisis. It's it's all contained, right? It's just contained. There's no there's no evidence of any broader issue out there." Yet that same house, six years later was somehow worth almost $300,000. Nothing changed, right? I didn't, there was, all as it was was six years older, right? If anything, here's what you, I paid more in property taxes, right? My water heater was probably only had a few years left in it, right? And all those things, right? All the, the costs of maintaining it were going to be more. And, of course, most people were doing what? Taking that money out, building pools, going on vacation, paying off their debt so they could what? Rack it all back up again. And and think about that. Because okay? that's what they did. You know it. A lot of you listening out there did it. If you didn't do it, your brother did it. Your sister did it. Your son, your daughter, your neighbor, your aunt, your cousin, you know. Just because they call it something different today doesn't mean it's different. Now it's student loan debt, auto loan debt, credit card debt. It's still debt. We have more of it now than we did 10 years ago. Those are facts. And you don't have more money. Sorry, you don't. Yes, I know that the guy that owns Amazon, Bezo, has a lot more. Right? The, the, the Apple guy, they got a lot more. You don't. You take away CEO raises, there's been no raises. And now the check is coming due again. And see, before, what did they do? Well, you refinanced at what? Well, you lowered your debt, because I refinanced. Yeah, I know I paid my house off for 10 straight years, but now I'm going to refinance at a lower rate. Now I'm back to a 30-year mortgage, but now I saved money, but I just took it out in a different way. Now, I'm, now I racked up my credit card debt to, uh, on my savings. Right? I went out and I bought a better car. Now I drive a Cadillac. Actually, you don't drive a Cadillac. Who drives a Cadillac? You drive a Beamer. Right? I got my, my Mercedes out there. That's what they've done. And they say that they've, quote, unquote, fixed it. And meanwhile, they're what? Circling the noose around you. And I've already told you, listen, there's really only one left place left where there's any real money. There's really not that much real money in your bank accounts. Trust me, I know. There's really isn't. The real money, it's what's left in your 401k, it's what's left of your IRA, and they're coming for it. And they've already done the hard work. And you know what? Here's the funny part. They did the hard work without anybody even having to know about it. 
SEC just made a couple rule changes. You know what? You you probably can't even find it on your statement anymore. You'd have to go back probably almost a year. Find that statement. And then, you know, on the back side where they write in super small print that you can barely even read, that nobody's ever read in the history of 401Ks and IRAs, it's in there somewhere. The problem is when you read it, you won't even know what it is that you were reading. What, what does that mean? What? What are they saying? Right? Because they made, they write it in a way that you'll have no idea what it meant. It's not like they said, they're, oh, by the way, when things get really crappy again, yeah, we're not going to let you take your money out. That's not what it says. However, that's what it means. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. U.S. $20 gold, Liberties and or Saints. You call it 1395 at 800-951-0592. As gold has broken through another key technical area at a new high uh, for 2017. And I told you, you know what, I told you in January, I'm going to say that a lot this year. Not because I'm some great guru, right? I'm not Karnak, I'm not Johnny Carson, right? I just know how to do simple math. Think about this. Puerto Rico is in default. The state of Illinois is now one grade below, one grade above junk. And the only reason why they're not in default is because they're going to be able to eventually, when it gets really, really bad, they're just going to tax the living dog snot of whoever's left in Illinois. And they know that. They are $14 billion behind on paying their bills. Not to mention 130 behind, 130 billion light on their pension. That's the state. We're not talking about all the cities that are in the city because they got the same problem, right? And then you think about the consumer. Bankruptcies are up 40 percent in the last 12 months. That's not that's not a uh, seasonally adjusted guesstimate. That's a fact. See, that's what I like to do here. I like to talk about the facts. If you remember uh, Danielle DiMartino's book about Fed Up, right? She worked at the Dallas Federal Reserve for, for Fisher when he was at the Federal Reserve. And she talks about how she eventually got fed up because no one there wanted to deal with facts. They all wanted to deal with economic models which conveniently discarded the actual data. And this is how they're basing their opinions on why there's no inflation, why the unemployment rate 4.3%, why it is that sometime, I don't know, you know, think about how many years they've said, well, in the second half, things are going to get better. I mean, they've been saying that for 10 years. The second half comes and nothing's better. I mean... For them, you being in record levels of debt means it's better. That's better to them. And when you actually think about it, is that ever a good thing? I've got more debt than ever. 
right? I'm 55. I'm 60. I'm 65. Look at all the people that are in their 60s still trying to pay student loans. And you know, those people, they probably didn't take them out till they were in their 40s. Because when they were in their 20s, it didn't exist. Or they took them from their children. Right? Well, that's another, don't do that. Don't do that. That's the other mistake people make. But the but neither here nor there. When you look at what is real, how can all of these things be true? How can Puerto Rico just default it? How can Illinois getting ready to default and all these other cities that are in? We already know Chicago, the teachers, friends of look at Dallas. All of those cops and fire, you can't take your money out anymore. And I tell you, and when I sit there and tell you that's coming to you, a lot of you don't believe me. Yet they've already done it. They can't get it. And somehow, right, and consumer bankruptcies are piling up, and yet, what, we fixed it? You know that doesn't make sense. The Dow's at an all-time, but it's right near an all-time high. You don't think that's a bubble? What happens to that money when the stock market goes down? Yeah, exactly. Where is it? What? Where does it go? Just poof. It, it probably didn't exist in the big <laughs> Well, it only existed on the con- on the, your computer screen. All right. We need get rid of fear, worry, and anxiety. Prepare. Prepare physically. Prepare emotionally. Prepare spiritually. I think the most important thing that you can do is do all that you can do to the best of your ability today and you eliminate this problem of fear, worry, and anxiety out of your emotions. Prepare physically. See Joe. Call Joe. Take care of what needs to be taken care of while you still can. You know, it's so funny. And and preparing is it's it's such an uh you know, when you think about it, a rational thing. But yet it's so difficult. When people start to struggle, what's the first thing they stop paying? Right? The insurance stuff. I'm not going to let that car, I'm not going to make that car insurance payment today. I'm not going to make that house mortgage insurance payment. I'm not going to make my life insurance payment. And, and really, that's the last place you probably should stop paying. Right? But that's always the, the first place. And then most people, listen, they don't want you to prepare at all. Their objective is for you to make a thousand dollars and spend a thousand and ten, a thousand and twenty, a thousand and fifty, eleven hundred dollars. If you think I'm wrong, why do you think interest rates are at point seven five? Why do you think they were zero for ten years? It's actually, you know what? I hate to be the bearer of, of truth. But there was two reasons. One is we can't afford the debt payments at, at 6 and 7% in April. Can't. The United States cannot afford. That's why I tell you, rates aren't going anywhere. I mean, maybe they get to one. I mean, in the best of best case scenarios, it could maybe, maybe, and, I, and, and this is like way out remote, maybe get to two. They can't afford to service the debt at those levels. Do you know how many do you know how many bankruptcies would happen if all of these great Wall Street companies you think are doing so good all of a sudden cuz you know they revolve their debt. 
all of a sudden had to, to roll their debt over at 5, 6, and 7 percent, they'd be out of business tomorrow. Maybe we need to make what I said. Oh, great point. Pedro Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment here on this Tuesday. Uh, gold's up a little over thirteen dollars here, thirteen and a half, twelve hundred ninety-three dollars. Silver, uh, seventeen dollars, and we'll round it up here, seventeen dollars and seventy cents. Uh, the Dow, the S and P, and Nasdaq—they're down, but just a little bit. You know, Dow's down about sixteen points. The S and P's only down two. The Nasdaq's only down three. So don't worry, it's all fine. Uh, the big news of the day, depending on where you look could be any of a number of different things. Probably the biggest, though, was the the, uh, the Spanish banks uh, rolling over today uh, and a, the ECB, which, as far as I know, has never made a public comment about a bank, actually did so for the first time today, saying Popular Bank in Spain needs to find a buyer ASAP. They are no longer a solvent bank. So in other words, they've kind of let the cat out of the bag. If you have any money in there and you can take it out, you better go do it. Uh, Because if they don't have a buyer, they're going to go under, and the ECB may be testing the bail-in system there in Europe, which will be great. At least somebody else can go first. And then we can talk about how and who it's going to be here. But I guess the best way to put it, they would be like a big regional bank here. They're not a global bank, right? They're not a J.P. Morgan. They're not a B of A. They're not a city, but they're more in maybe, and I don't want to slander any bank, but like a PNC or Comerica, something that's big but not super big uh, is happening there in Spain. Uh, U.S. $20 gold, but listen, prepare. When you really, when you look at it all, all of these things, you know, you can't have bankruptcies rising and really... And for the first time, we're seeing it everywhere now, not just consumers. We're seeing it big business, middle-sized business, small business. We're seeing it in auto loans. We're seeing it in credit cards. We're seeing it in student loans. I mean, we're we're getting all of the segments now uh, going into bankruptcy. And we know the debt debt bubble is popping. We're having all the, the pension fund problems. We're having... You know, entire countries now defaulting on debt, and somehow they're 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 acting like it's a okay. Think about silver as well. I well, mean, silver. Listen, I, I told you I was stalking it, I stalking it at sixteen dollars. It's you know seventeen dollars and seventy five cents, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's still underpriced. Still underpriced. You still need well over seventy ounces uh, of silver. Uh, to, to buy an ounce of gold, which puts you right in the heart of, of the buy price. Uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, they're 425 a roll. Uh, if you buy a case, which is 25 rolls, we'll knock 5 bucks a roll off as well at 800-951-0592. And today it's Liberties and Saints. I'm going to give you a word of advice. Not that my advice really means a whole lot. The Saints are prettier. The Saints are prettier. So if people ask me, hey, which one would you buy? I'd buy the Saints just because I've seen them become worth more than Libs. But the funny thing about the Libs, they're older. Buy the pretty ones because the paper ones don't have any value. (laughs) 
I, I saw somewhere where they said that $20 in 1971 when we left the gold standard. You now need the equivalent, and, and, and everything varies, but the equivalent of like 800 bucks. Yeah, no big deal. Right? Yeah, how, many people are, how many people are out there with paper for every one physical that's out there? Oh. I heard for it was 200 and some. I think that's probably about right. So be one of the few, the proud, the gold owners. Patriot Radio News Hour. Dr. T, always a pleasure having you. We'll be back tomorrow.